have at last reached the first benchmark for the conference. It'll come this week, beginning Tuesday. You're listening to the ACC Basketball Degenerates Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Neer. Joined, as always, by the architect of our operation, Taylor Pilkington. To my left, he's an editor at Virginia Living Magazine. Guthrie Alexander is also, he's here. And proud for the first time to have our Vegas savant, Mike Jaffe in studio. Not on the phone, in studio. If you heard our inaugural podcast, you heard his voice, it was muffled, but now you get to hear his, his real voice. So I'm excited about this in episode four. Gentlemen, how are we? Great to be here. Doing Hope everyone well. had a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, doing yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And Feast the best week. is that even my voice is still muffled in studio. So, you know, that's actually just my <laughs> natural voice. So I'm, I'm glad that we can actually bring that to fruition here. Well, I'm, not a, I'm not excited anymore for episode Because <laughs> it does sound a little, it, it almost sounds the same. Yeah. We're going to talk about the conference. And as I mentioned at the open, we have finally reached the ACC Big Ten Challenge, which is my favorite portion of the non-conference, more so than when you get Duke or North Carolina or Louisville playing Kentucky, because it provides a little bit more of a benchmark or a measuring stick for the conference. Yes, and you have to say ACC first when you say ACC Big Ten Challenge. I correct people all the time on this. You cannot say Big Ten ACC Challenge. The ACC comes first, and why is that? The history of the challenge, well, it started back in 99. The ACC won the first 10, so you have to put ACC first. The overall record is ACC 10, Big 10, 4, and there have been two ties in the challenge. That's just the way it works. Um, the ACC hasn't won recently, though. It's been a while since they've taken one, but this year's going to be different. That's at least my theory, and we're going to explain that to you during the course of this podcast. We're also going to preview what's ahead in these matchups between all the teams and, you know, to tell you the truth, even though the Big Ten has had the better of it last year, and this is where I want to start, first of all, guys. Yeah, the Big Ten's had the better of it the last five years or so, but, you know, the upper echelon has prevailed for the Atlantic Coast Conference, which I think is the ultimate measuring stick because those are going to be your tournament teams. The teams who have let us down, and I say us because, like you said, Taylor, we are a lover of all. Didn't you say right. that? We celebrate all basketball. We celebrate all Especially basketball teams in ACC, this conference. but we celebrate all basketball. Exactly. But the teams who have let us down have been the bottom feeders, say your Clemsons or your... Actually, Florida State. Florida State atrocious in this challenge. They are horrible. Have you guys, Did you guys know about this trend? I did not. See, this is my, this is my nugget of the day. How bad, how bad Florida State is in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Do you know when the last time the Knowles won a game in the challenge? Trivia question for the crew. 2009. 2007. Wow. Yeah. So hopefully... We won't be weighed down again by those teams, but I, I think this is going to be different because I'm not high on the Big Ten this year. So let's go ahead and get into the matchups. Taylor, why don't you guide us? Where do you want to start? Let's start uh, chronologically. Monday, we've got, uh, we'll start with Wake Forest Rutgers. Um, Wake Forest Rutgers. We should probably move through this fairly quickly. Guthrie is a Wake Forest sympathist over here, so why don't you lead us on this one, Guthrie? I, I really like Wake Forest. Uh, so we have a tentative line of minus four. Is that right? We Wake, should say before, Wake as we start four. that all the lines that we're going to talk about today are not official. They haven't yet been released by your... We're taping this on a Sunday. Your casino or... Therefore, lines have yet to be released yet. Fair yes, enough. that's These, right. I have a call pending into the Westgate currently. They have not yet released the lines to us, uh, but we, we are expecting something very soon. Um, so, yes, we're, we're actually using uh, kind of lines that we, we believe that they we will anticipate. be beat. 
based on uh, you know mostly Ken Palm efficiency ratings. No, but, no I'll tell you what it's based I mean, on. You know, in, in Mike called uh, ten of his bookies yeah. and he took the average of their best guess. So that's what we're going. Yes, that's yes, exactly, exactly, what exactly. Very weighted, very weighted to you know based on uh, how much money is owed. Uh, but yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he called his ten bookies and he took the average. He said, "What's your best guess at this line? I'm really trying to bet." And when they heard that. They decided to give him a little bit of a, or what they thought the line was going to be, and so he took the average. So we think Wake Forest will happened? be a four-point favorite for this game. It sounds sounds and about it's, right. It's being That's played in New Jersey at yeah. Rutgers. Right. Does it even matter yeah. where this game is being played? Like really? Like, well, for the line maybe, really but yeah, I, I I I like Wake Forest a lot in this. Um, they I looked, think give the points and take them if you're betting, and I think they'll win. But you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they handled they handled Indiana. Uh, it was a very tough game. Uh, that was in the Maui, I believe, but they looked they looked quite good. Mitigul well, Indiana was, isn't that good. I have a views for you. Correct. I, I, I we'll believe, get to them I, later. Okay. Yeah, right. I think they're okay. a little overrated. They're still a quite quite a good offensive team, but anyway, Wake uh, they looked pretty solid in the first half. Mitigul had 18 points in the first half in that game. He was like actually unbelievable. Well, there's never been a doubt that Wake Forest can't score. We know they can their, score. Their offense is is we know they can do that. Strong. Yeah, they're just okay. a sieve. True, and they're undisciplined. True, their their defense is is questionable. Indiana questionable. Yeah, I mean the yeah. problem is I think they're we can not go active. A further than that. Yeah, they're not active. I mean uh, they're a passive defense. When you're going to be a defensive team in any regard, I, you need to not be a passive defense. I mean they they create nothing and therefore they get nothing. Yeah, they they allowed 91 against Richmond. Um, yeah, I mean their defense is, so, is certainly Rutgers, like, even Rutgers, if you're worried about Wake's defense, I think that the teams that hurt them the most on offense are teams that can shoot well. Wake doesn't defend; they don't extend well out to mm-hmm. defend those shooters. Rutgers, not really a great shooting team. Yeah. I feel like it's not going to be an issue. Wake is also um, late on rotations, though. So if Rutgers is going to win this game, they should just attack the rim. But I don't know if they're smart enough to do that. I will take Wake Forest in this one minus four with our imaginary line. Right. Wake Rutgers, though, coached by Eddie Jordan, who did, uh, you know, set some records in the Verizon Center with the Wizards back in the day. He's got that NBA experience. Okay. Give that me being a pick. said, take give Wake, pick, give okay? the points, take we Wake. To, we need to continue. Guthrie is certainly going to take Wake. Yeah. I don't even think I need to ask him. <laughs> and Mike, do you want to chime in here? I are will. Are, I will agree with you okay. wholeheartedly. Wake right. Forest minus four. Okay. We're in agreement. So should we call that like a lock? Well, no, see, that, that, I think if that's we a all four in agreement, what does that mean? It means if, if, any, if they, Rutgers, they does does happen. If Rutgers covers and a, and a listener like sees us in the bar next week, we will buy them a beer. Yeah, and I, I'll also make this disclaimer because I do work in broadcast journalism covering the University of Virginia men's basketball team on the beat. And when Virginia was... At George Washington, I went on the show in pre-pregame action and said that I think the line was six or five and a half, like right around tip-off. And I encouraged listeners to take out their mortgage and put it on Virginia, and that didn't work out. So just Ooh, take that as a disclaimer. There so is a Michael Lewis book waiting to be written You might not want to trust me It'll be called when I'm talking about who I think is going to win. But I do watch basketball. The so. big wager. Right. And, and, I, mean, I've been, and I, I feel like I have a good feel for this year. I think I have a good feel for this year. 
And you won't see me offer to take action uh, very, very uh, often, but we were on a group text, and I believe Guthrie said that he was looking to put money down. And I think on our group text, I said, I will take that action, period, full stop, on really? the GW Virginia game. Yes. You wow. yourself were on that text. I remember that. It's so that for, I, and I was very proud of that, which is why I got to get it on tape. Yeah. That's foresight. <laughs> that's foresight. That's right. And that's so he paid for his house in the Hamptons. Yes, that's is right. The yeah, bank my of, second mortgage. Is the bank of Mike Jaffe open today? <laughs> it is open, yeah. If we see anything here that we like well, yeah, good let's get a ledger for, out can yeah. we get a ledger right on the uh the wall let's get it out yeah that's to the what next we have to chalk for yeah clemson and minnesota mm. can we move along it looks very close can we move along on this one it just sounds like a horrible game to watch doesn't it it's just going to be just bruising gentlemen <laughs> running the floor do you think, missing jumpers also do you think richard patino is is at all scarred by the behavior of his father at this you point. Know, is, I got, is, that a, is that a wild card in this year? I have in a his statistic coaching for career, you. The rest, the rest of the way. Yeah, uh, concerning that, Richard Pitino, he is 12-0 during home games in the month of November uh, while his father is under, under investigation by the NCAA. So by that standards, you should take Minnesota. I don't know if I totally agree with that, but it's. I mean, those are facts. Those are facts. Does he still eat in diners? That's what I want to know. I don't like this Clemson team, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. So this game is being played at the home of the Golden Gophers, correct? Yeah, yes, that's in, correct. It of the elevated court. And our imaginary line is? Minnesota by two. Minnesota by two. I'll take the Gophers. I'll take Little Richard in this one. You know, I, I just... Uh, and I'm, just I'm not going to go into X's and O's. I'm not going to go into backgrounding about this because I have not watched either of these teams pretty much at all. But just judging on... What I've seen from Clemson and what I know about their roster, I'm just I'm gonna go with Minnesota here. I think Minnesota's a better team, and I would take them too. I think they'll, especially right. at home, they'll take care of Clemson. Yeah. So if you're looking for deep analysis on Clemson, Minnesota, you're gonna have to find another podcast. But I'm just gonna keep moving us along here. Hurts me to say that. Yeah, I think that's fine. Uh, I like Minnesota as well. Um, haven't haven't watched them, but I think they're a better coach team. Yes, I would agree with you guys on the line. I would just say, look, find the over-under on this, which is going to be about 133, and it can't be low enough. I don't know that either team will actually get off the bus to score. Whoever gets to 50 One, 133. first. 133. You don't think it's going to go lower than that? I do not. I All do right. not. You know, I, and we've actually seen, it's funny that you say that, we've actually seen a trend in college basketball this year with the new rule changes where the over-unders are actually statistically higher this year than they have been in the past right. based on the new shot clock. Uh, yeah. And, well, the scoring, still, and the scoring is up. And the scoring, scoring is, up, is up across the board. Somebody a has lot to get more to 70 throws. if that's going to happen. But at 135 and under, you know, yeah, somebody has to get to 70. Yeah, somebody, yeah. I don't think either. I mean, when you're at, I don't so. think they get close. I don't when think you're at 12 minutes left in the half and both teams are at the double bonus and they're shooting free throws on every possession, the points are bound to creep up a little bit. We're on to the next matchup. We like Minnesota in this one. So we have one ACC win and one Big Ten win in our calculations. Next up, NC State and Michigan. Almost a pick em by our projections, but who do we have favored? I think that NC State will wind up being a one-point favorite, according to Vegas. Okay, so that's our, our guess. That's right. NC State by one. The game is... I don't I need to pull it's this in, up. It's in Raleigh. I should probably pull this up and not it's do it off a, yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's at home it's for a good NC idea. State. It's at NC State. Mm-hmm. I think it's that's... at the PSC Arena, which is one of my favorite places to watch games because Virginia dominates there. <laughs> and <laughs> all right, well, first let's reflect a little bit back on the Battle for Atlantis. I hate to do this, but we did talk a little bit about it last podcast. Guthrie and I picked Michigan to beat Connecticut, 
UConn luck-boxed through, and so Taylor gets one ding. Congratulations, because he picked UConn, and we promised him that we'd give him a ding. So there it is. We got it out of the way. UConn is still just, uh, I don't believe in that team, but congratulations, Taylor. Michigan. Mm. This is a weird matchup. Am I crazy about this? This seems, this is a weird matchup. Going to be a lot of points in the game. This could I go in, in a be, variety of different directions. It's going to be extremely hectic up and up and down the court. Definitely. What Absolutely. if both Tons teams are red hot? Could this game get to like 90-86? Is oh, that you too ambitious? Wow. You could see you that. Could yeah. Definitely yeah. See that. that might be a little ambitious. It's still college hoops, but... Well, just, I mean, NC, State, NC State doesn't play defense. Michigan, not not much better, honestly. I think in a sense they both play into one of their strengths in that... NC State doesn't play defense on the perimeter, but no matter where you are, playing defense missing is just going to jack it up from three anyway. So they're going to shoot no matter they're going to shoot from downtown no matter what, no matter what you do. Um, if if Michigan if Michigan is on in this night, uh, I think they'll win handily. Um, I mean, and I, 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 I take would, right there. Great take right there. Yeah, I, I want to. They're on. They're, they, yeah. they're probably the team that win. scores the most points will win. Come I on, would, Taylor. Come I, on. Come I, on, brother. I think Michigan is efficient enough, and I would actually make them the pick, especially um, as the game goes faster, as we get more possessions in the game, and as they have more opportunities to kind of run down the floor, get those trailers. They, you know, that's a great way for them to get open looks from three as they get the secondary trailers coming down. I, I think Michigan is the pick in this game. I agree with you, just because I'm, I'm not in on this NC State team as. You all probably know by this time. Who who is going to guard Anthony Barber for NC State? Who's that? I mean, Anthony Barber. Who, who's we, Anthony Barber? Yeah, I mean, who is that? Who's that? He he is going to dominate. Are you talking about Kitty Cat? Yeah, talking about Kitty Cat. Oh, I'm sorry. Do, do we have okay, a name for yes. him here? I'm sorry. Excuse me. Yeah, I've been out of studio for too long. Um, yes, Anthony Barber is unguardable when it comes to Michigan. I mean, who are you going to put him on? You know, Spencer Albrecht is not currently playing. Just don't Still let him get to the rim. Spike that, Albrecht, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there, there's just no there's just no way for them to contain the penetration of Anthony Barber, and he thrives on that. He's going to be dishing all day. Those yeah. those just wonderful drives Listen, to the paint and lobs. Here's all alleys, I'll say about this. Bayline, Beeline, Belime, one of the three, is smart enough to figure out Cat Barber. That's where how I'm approaching I, yeah, this game. He's smart enough to realize. Figure him out. Well, so basically, so I don't know if you watched the NC State LSU game. The reason NC State like built a lead in the second half was because LSU decided to press, and right. that like played directly into NC State's strengths. Like, and LSU also have, does not have a good coach. I think Michigan's going to pack right. it in I, real I'd tight, that. force NC State to shoot a lot of jumpers, and that's really their weakness. And I think yeah. that it's going to, and Michigan will. Uh, score a lot of points against the kind of, you know, lacking defense of NC State. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Michigan. I like Michigan a lot in this matchup. Um, I think the guards are certainly the strength of NC State, but they have still, like, even though their offensive sets at times have looked okay, and they rely a lot on Cat Barber for driving to the basket and distributing, they are still really shaky when he's in foul trouble, when he has to take a break. It's, you know, I, I, I really just like Michigan. They don't really have a reliable backup ball handler. Yes, that's that's true. Um, so we're, you... we're three of us for Michigan. Mike, the one for NC State. That's right, the holdout. Okay. <laughs> Mike is holding out. It worked for him with UVA GW. 
Yes, that's right. It could that's work right. again. It's got history. Anytime you have four guys in a room that agree on one thing, it's just not a good recipe. You know so it. So that means Wake Forest wrong. is doomed. <laughs> yeah, Wake, Wake Forest, Wake Forest is doomed. Exactly. Sorry, exactly. Wake. Yeah. Sorry. What's our next matchup? Let's talk about uh, Virginia Tech Northwestern. This game is... Virginia Tech is back in the challenge. That's right. We should mention to those listeners who are not familiar, there's one team who is always excluded from the challenge, or at least ever since expansion happened, and there's an uneven amount of teams. This year, Georgia Tech, sorry guys, gets gets wonked out. But Virginia Tech has been as well. None of the top tier teams are ever going to get left out just because of ratings and, well, because why would you ever exclude a top tier ACC team? But yeah, no Georgia Tech. Virginia Tech is available this year, and they're going to play Northwestern. Northwestern, wait, what's the line on this? What's your projected line? I was not involved in this, but... Tell me what your projected line was. Uh, I th- Virginia, I think Northwestern will actually be the favorite by one point. I, I think that's a little low. I think they should think? be favored by more than that. Mike, I, would, I would agree with Mike, that. I thank think you, Northwestern Vegas, is Vegas, a very The voice of Vegas and Charlottesville agrees with me, Taylor. Um, and is your reasoning there that Northwestern is a better team or that Virginia Tech is that Both. Okay. Both. Both. <laughs> Have you guys watched this Virginia Tech team yet? Oh, and they're, they're also they're, so they're also playing in the non-conference. Virginia Tech in the non-conference is a catastrophe <laughs> every year, year in year out. Doesn't matter if it's Buzz, Seth, what's who is the guy in the middle? Gosh, wow, my Johnson. Friends. Yes, some, some, not Robert Johnson. James, jo- J- James, James Johnson. James Johnson. James yes, Johnson. yes, but not the red-haired James Johnson. Not yeah, right. If it's gonna if you're gonna make this a one point. Northwestern a one-point favorite, then I am all in on the Northwestern pick. But I think that line's a little bit low by your projection, Taylor. Yeah, I I just, that's what I anticipated being. I would take Northwestern. I think what Virginia Tech relies on is they get to the line at at actually the highest rate in the nation right now. They are uh, well. That's shooting. That's good because what are they shooting? uh, What's their field goal percentage? Like twenty nine percent at this point. Uh, it's not that. But yes, it is sub. It's not amazing. It's pretty bad. Yeah. It's pretty um, bad. They don't. Yeah, they, their shooting has not been great. They they are basically trying to force the issue by going to the rim, which you could have worse strategies. And you know, I think that'll keep them in the game. But I I foresee Northwestern certainly being able to score on them. The game is at Castle Coliseum. We'll mention that. That's right. Not mm-hmm. that it really matters, but I thought we'd just mention it. So maybe a dark. Dungeon will prevent Northwestern from seeing the floor or the basket. That might be Virginia Tech. Right. If, you, if you're trying to make a case for Virginia Tech, what you would say is that uh, they rebound the ball on offense very hard, and they'll crash the boards. They rebound at a very high rate. They will get to the line, get some guys in foul trouble, uh, score points from the line, start opening things up. That's the case. North, Northwestern is very thin. I mean, they only really have uh, seven players that play over 20 minutes. Um, they are... They are a very thin team. Who did Northwestern lose to this year, guys? Oh, they lost to North Carolina. That's yes, who it was. They lost to North Carolina. I'm all in on Northwestern. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've it was played pretty well this game. year. It was a competitive yeah. game. I watched some of that. And, and yeah. they beat a very tough Columbia team as well. That Columbia team should win the Ivy League. Um, you know, beat them in overtime. Uh, but a again, classically uh, tough league. Yes. <laughs> if you've ever been to the gym at Columbia, it's just straight out of Hoosiers. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a man that plays there Wednesday afternoons and leg braces. Uh, he is a spirited animal of mine. Um, but anyways, uh, you know, I'm, I'm assuming the Northwestern uh, runs away with the game against Virginia Tech. Okay. Leg braces, that's true. We will say that Mike is a, a, uh, a Princeton man. 
Yes, that's so true. he he's intimately familiar with the Ivy Leagues. Yes, that is that is true. Uh, Princeton man at heart. So if you ever if you ever need to run a uh, methodical offense um, that will uh, you know drain the life out of UCLA, uh, so MMA. I should pick you in pickup. If we're playing together, because you're going to pass yes, and move. It, yes, and move. Yes, I, yeah. I can move. And, uh, right. you know, I'm a classic stretch four. You know, I'm glad that you brought this up. Yes, a classic stretch four. That's uh, a stereotype. Someone called me. That's yeah. a stereotype. <laughs> Poor that's man's unfortunate. Kevin Love. <laughs> well, all right, gentlemen. All right, so we're I think all taking Northwestern. That's, yeah, that I, is a lock yeah, also. I don't care if this line is minus eight Northwestern. I'm going with Northwestern. Yeah. Up nope. next, should we save Virginia, Ohio State for the last? Yeah, Definitely. I, I think we'll, that, yeah. we'll agree with We're going that. on to Miami and Nebraska. We like, well, our projected line is Miami favored by five. We were all about to hitch our wagons and our, and our, I don't know, our cabooses to the Miami basketball bandwagon. That's right. We might still be on it. We jumped on. I really wish we had picked Miami as our sleeper team, not Florida State. I think we just got the wrong Florida team. I we really missed. do. I'm upset about that, too. Our, our Ouija board was on the state of Florida. <sighs> we just read it wrong. Yeah, we just read it wrong. Miami now has an L on the resume, guys. Mm. Should we talk about this? I, I think they're still the pick. If anything, it may be just the rationalization that I'm going to make is they'll bounce back after this Northeastern loss. Okay, we'll get to um, Mike last on this one because I know how he feels about Miami. Yeah, Guthrie, can you give some more comments on this matchup? I haven't seen Nebraska play, unfortunately. I haven't either. Um, yeah, I, we're not gonna. I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm never gonna lie to you, people. I have not watched a certain uh, a certain amount of teams in this challenge, but I think collectively we've seen almost everybody. So just looking at their schedule, they played Cincy pretty close. I I, I am really high on Cincinnati this year. I think they are trem- a tremendous team. Um, I really like McCronin. Anyway, I, I like Miami still. Um, the game is at home for Nebraska, so I think that's going to play a pretty big part, at least in setting the line. But Miami, gr- tremendous depth in the backcourt. McClellan, Rodriguez, great players. They have a great shot at being, either of them, if not both of them, great shot at being in... First, second team all, all ACC this year. Um, I, I really like Miami. Uh, I I don't I didn't watch anything but the very end of the Northeastern game, uh, so I can't really comment that much on it. Um, I didn't watch it. I think Northeastern is a, a a quality team. It's not a you know I mean a loss is a loss, but it's not a terrible loss. It's unfortunate it was at home, but. I think Miami will rebound. Miami it's still, only it's shot, still November. Miami only shot nine free throws in that game. That should give you an idea of how they're going to the basket. And they were six or seventeen from the three point range. Which you know, of course, and they couldn't stop Northeastern either on defense, which was maybe the more surprising point. So the real question is, is this gonna be a Miami Valley? Are they gonna have a swoon? No, I, I think they're That's gonna, my question. I think that Miami's gonna win. I think it's gonna be You don't think so. I think it's no, you I don't think, think this team win. has valleys this year. No, I, I okay. For, at least at this point, right. I think they'll run away with it. If you can get them, Miami giving four or five, take it. Nebraska is very turnover prone, and Miami is pretty active out there, you know, forcing turnovers. I think they'll get some easy buckets. Athletes. Um, yeah. but my, I'll go athletes minus right. five. Nebraska, Nebraska does, you know, they crash the boards and get offensive rebounds at a pretty good rate, but I think Miami has the size. 
Um, yeah, they, they have a little I mean, bit they have more size. He's, he's, right. he's a vacuum. They have a lot more size across the board in Nebraska. He's all I think over the be able to do it uh, to stop those kind of issues. My, Nebraska gives up a lot of free throws. I think Miami will go back to just pushing the ball to the basket, um, getting open looks, and I think that they'll run going away. I think that Blair Nega will not even have to release butterflies to get the team <laughs> pumped up for this one. I think we're gonna. I think I'd like to start a new segment called Butterfly Facts. Um, in the month of November, monarch butterflies are arriving in Mexico in their annual migration. I think it's a sign and maybe a fact that Larinaga's sharing with his team right now. I don't I think, know where this is I think is going Miami runs now. away with it. <laughs> I'm so proud of you for saying that. I, I yeah. don't know where you got it from, but I'm just, I'm just very proud of you for right, saying that. Here's a question that. for the crew for you three. Who's Miami's guy? McClellan. Angel Rodriguez. McClellan. No, Angel Rodriguez. Oh, that's interesting. That got we, a vote for Rodriguez. We have a vote for McClellan and Taylor. At the exact same time. I think for them to actually to live up to their potential, it has to be McClellan, and I think Rodriguez has to take kind of the backseat. Wait, he wait, has to be ha- for them to live up to their potential. It has to be McClellan. That's right. I think what what happens with Rodriguez last year, you would see this is that he would force a ton of shots, and he'd have some games where he'd you know score thirty points, but it's on Kobe like shooting. You know, he's sh- nine for twenty one with. You know, thirty points or something is not really a line that's going to win Who's the guy? games. Just Sheldon McClellan. Okay, thank you. There you go. He is the best player on the team. He is not the guy for that team. That team believes in Angel Rodriguez. So does the coach. Angel is the guy. Angel this goes is what I'll give to Mike. Belief. Rodriguez Belief has the very... ball. He is the guy with. The, he has that's the right. ball. McClellan's better though. On to the next matchup. We like Miami here minus five on our fake projected line. Agreement? <laughs> yes, and I'll yes. Also, also say one more thing about Northeastern. That is a very quality team. They won the CAA last year. They only lost by four points to Notre Dame last year in the tournament. Um, you know, a very quality team. Returned four starters from last year. Uh, that is not a team that, you know, you should see as just like some kind of puff puff team that Miami lost to. That is How many more excuses team. can we make for Miami's loss? I, it was I, the wind. <laughs> They yeah. were concerned. They were concerned about the Middle East. Syria, right, we have to everything. move on, guys. We have to move on. Pitt Purdue is next, and we need to go quickly and briskly through this one. I don't, I don't want to sit around talking about these two teams for three minutes. I'm sorry. Oh, Purdue's so oh, big. I think though. these are two. They're great. So I think it's going to be. A you really want to talk to about this? Yes, I like Purdue. Well, yeah. <laughs> we have to. We have to cut time somewhere. BC Penn State. We're going to do that in ten seconds. And oh, they still play that game, BC Penn State. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> But okay, fine. We'll we'll give this one a little bit of light. But so I want to spend the majority of my time on North Carolina, Maryland. I want to talk about that. I want to talk oh, about Ohio State, sure. Virginia, just because we are broadcasting from Charlottesville, Virginia, and I'm going to talk a little about a bit about Duke and Indiana. So, so we perceive Purdue right now to be a one point favorite over Pitt. That's mm-hmm. that's what we think it'll land at. Um, and I think I think this will be a, a hotly contested game. We haven't really seen Pitt play anybody. It's in the zoo. Yeah. It's in the zoo. Even though the zoo hasn't been crazy or loud in how many years? A couple of years. Is still, the zoo even the zoo anymore? Still not an easy place to play. Still or is it the SBCA? I think it is. I think it's the SBCA right oh, now. Oh, wow, guys. All right. Tough. Yeah, I, I mean, so... Sorry, Pitt fans. Yeah, I, yeah. Sorry, sorry Pitt sorry, fans. Guys. I really wish the Gonzaga game had played to... You know, yeah, I, th- time. I, I thought they would have won that game also. It, this Gonzaga team, their half win against Gonzaga, if you will call it that, doesn't look quite as impressive. Can now we that pause it looks for like a Gonzaga rant? Gonzaga's guards Can we are please pause right? for a Gonzaga rant? Yes, yes. Okay, so Gonzaga, I saw you know the ticker, the zag, the ticker. You the saw zags. the ticker. 
that had a stat about how many times Gonzaga has defeated a ranked opponent because they got a ranked win, and it was like a thing. I mean, come on. That's ridiculous that they haven't beaten, they haven't defeated a ranked opponent in, I don't know, what, what was the stat that showed up about Gonzaga versus ranked opponents? Well, they, they just never, don't play ranked yeah, opponents. they don't play anyone. It's horrible. This team needs to be out of the top 25. Oh. This team needs to be dropped. They'll be close. They need to be put at 23. Okay, I'll give you 23, Zags fans. Nobody's listening to this from Gonzaga, don't worry. We can just keep railing. or Unless you guys like Gonzaga, you no. can provide a case. Mike is... I mean... His mouth is open. Right yes, now. I, I, I am a Sabonis. big fan of Karnowski. But that, that being said, uh, Gonzaga leaves, leaves a lot to be desired because of what's expected of them. Do you I think, think Wiltshire is your Naismith uh, front runner? Ooh, I do not believe that he's our Naismith front runner, but I do okay. believe that one on one he can get buckets, which is a surprise for a Wiltshire. You you look at a Wiltshire and you say that man can't get one on one buckets, but he's out there scoring points. He put up eighteen pretty easily against a very good A and M team. That guy turned into a popsicle against Duke last year. <laughs> yeah. yes, I just yeah. want to mention that he turned well, into he a popsicle. He was having flashbacks. That he blue turned and into white. a popsicle. <laughs> That blue and white brings back uh, DeMarcus Cousin elbows, I'm sure. Yeah. This Gonzaga team. Well, they I'm getting guards. off topic. I'm they sorry, guys. Let's get back to Pitt-Purdue. You, you, could, need, you need to lead this Pitt-Purdue. If Pitt you could Purdue. give them some guards, they'd be fine. I don't, um, I don't like this Gonzaga So we, we see Purdue as a, a one-point favorite. Um, you know, this I, for me, I think this game's going to be kind of a, a matchup of similar teams. They're both pretty big across the board. They're very experienced. Uh, I think that James Robbins... Robinson from Pitt and A.J. Hammonds from Purdue have about 100 years of experience between the two of them. I feel like I've been watching them forever. Um, I think that Pitt's shooters are really going to be bothered by Purdue's defense, their active defense. If you watch them in some of the games, they've been, they haven't even been switching. They've just been going over ball screens, and really their man defense has been pretty impressive, I think. Um, it's They've certainly they've been holding opponents to the lowest effective field goal percentage in the nation so far. Their defense, um, and that to me says volumes. I, I think that Pitt's going to be very affected by that. It's going to be tough for them to score the ball. I think Purdue will. I think Purdue is is the team to take in this match. Purdue is going to eat them up inside. It's not even going to be close. I think Haas, Haas, AJ oh, Hammonds. I forgot about Haas and uh, Swanigan. They're they're like that's like three people. That are six six eleven seven foot, they are going to dominate the boards. As they are going to dominate in the paint. It's <laughs> it's going to be. I think it's going to be a blowout. For all honestly. that I love to say, and about you don't Purdue worry about the big, zoo. We're not worried about the. I am, I am the not. SBC I'm, not worried about, I, I, I'm not worried about. I the think that'll zoo, have an effect. Honestly, but... it's it. You know, I okay. I think I think Pitt was. They looked good in the Gonzaga game. I am I. I'm sorry, but I'm still not I'm not sold on Pitt this year. I think for all we say about Purdue being a tough, big, physical team, emblematic of that is the fact they literally have a guy on their team named Haas, who is 7'2", big white guy with a crew cut, just built like a rectangle block uh, <laughs> with a face like a Soviet-era apartment block. Just Everything about him is square and solid, and I think that's just a symbol. Their whole team... I, I, they're the pick in this. So we like Purdue. Let Mike. me say one thing. There is not a person in America that will bet Pitt. Which means you should absolutely take them. There is not. Why do you say that? Because there, there is a, re, there is always one pick every week where you see a ridiculously low line against a team that is highly ranked, and you know it's just, 
it is a line that you need to take pit on. There is there is something in the water in pit. I I actually believe they're a high quality team. I think Michael Young is a, is a talented player. I think that um, I, th- I believe his last name is Artis. Mm-hmm. Jamil Artis. Yeah, um, I, I think that they are great wingmen to break down that size of Purdue. I think Purdue gets in foul trouble early. I, I really like Pitt in this matchup, especially because there won't be a single person in the room betting on them besides me. So we're so split you, on this one again. You want to go against the public, which is a smart thing yes, to do. You're always, yeah, you always want to be the one yeah, guy that, clapping as everyone groans in the esports. That's world. right. <laughs> For me to believe in this Pitt team, I need to see more from James Robinson. Oh, what are I we love in? James. We're in year three, right? Yeah. Both these we're teams are three. pretty deep. They're we're both... in year three. You need to show me something, James, by now. You need to show me something. I'm with Purdue. Guthrie is heavily with Purdue. Yeah. Taylor's with Purdue. Mike is with I'm Pitt. with Pitt. He's taking the value. He's taking the home team. He's taking the point or our projected point. Single so, digit Purdue win. That's what I'll go Thus so far, far, guys, we have uh, by consensus or majority, the majority of the Degens have four Pitt wins and two ACC wins. Wow. That's going to change, though. Because here's what's coming next. The next games, it's going to be it's going to be hard to pick some Big Ten teams from here on. Even in the BC game, even BC, Penn State. I mean, I might take BC there. But yeah, let's go to the next one, Taylor. Uh, UNC Maryland. I think this is uh, the marquee matchup right now. Um, and we project that the line will go as high as UNC. Can I st- can I start this one off? Go ahead. Okay. Well, give me the line first. The line will be UNC minus seven. It is being played. In Chapel Hill, Luke, tell us your thoughts. I've been a North Carolina skeptic. Let's not say since, hater. Let's say skeptic. skeptic since say skeptic. day one of the season. That's kinder. I was definitely a hater last year, and I, I felt very vindicated at their fifth-place finish in the league. I question whether that team can win the league, but I'm talking about that team competing against teams like Virginia, Miami, Duke for the league. This Maryland team... I've watched them twice. I've seen two Maryland games this year. I don't know. I don't know about this Maryland team. Probably a little bit overrated. I like Melo Trimble. I think we all do. I think we can all appreciate the way he plays basketball, the way he gets to the line, the way he shoots free throws, shoots the ball, distributes. Suleiman is working out very nicely for that team. Duke transfers in general for everybody. Working they have out a really horrible well. coach. Yeah. Benajay at Syracuse, Suleman here. They have a horrible Continue, coach. Sorry. I thought I'd mention that. Mark Turgeon. Has he shown you guys anything to believe otherwise this year? That he's he's still Mark Turgeon, and that's a problem for Maryland. UNC, I still don't like them to win the ACC, but I think they roll in this one. I'm going with North Carolina, folks. So if you want to call me, are you me going out, with them for the right. pick to the game, or are you going with them as the pick against the line against the spread? I'm taking I'm taking North Carolina to cover seven. You think will they win by double digits? Well, or that. Put your feet to the fire. That's not the question. That's okay, not the, that's, the line. That's your true. your line. Your imaginary line is seven. I'm Maybe we get North some Carolina. extra extra action with alternate lines. Yeah, <laughs> but okay. Because okay. I think I think the fans are going to be pumped up. I think the team is going to be pumped up and ready. Each team is going to be fairly well rested, and you have Roy Williams who does fall asleep during some games and doesn't coach well, <laughs> but he's he's facing Mark Turgeon. Williams versus Turgeon. In Chapel Hill, I like UNC in this one. I still don't know about Maryland's bigs. They're young as well. That's why I'm taking North Carolina. If anybody point. would would like That's to provide point. a counter to that, yeah. go ahead. I, no, I so I actually 
I really like Maryland in this game. I think Maryland matches up extremely well against UNC. Okay. So I, I was watching the UNC uh, K-State game. Kansas State, by the way, I think will make ripples in Big 12. But anyway. Wildcats. Uh, dude. So they have, they, have some, they have some great guards. Yeah, they and, take a bunch of long twos, and, though. True. Okay. Worries so, so questionable. Worries me a young, bit. Young They're not guards, advanced young metrics guards, friendly. But extremely athletic, extremely quick. They broke down UNC on defense. Like UNC's perimeter defending is very, very questionable. And I think Maryland's ability to break down perimeter defenders is extremely good. Mel Trimble, amazing on the ball. Um, I mean, Suleiman is you know decent. He's apparently their backup point guard, which I find questionable. He did not play point guard at Duke. Anyway, let me ask you a question about UNC's defense while we're on the subject. So I agree with you. I think I feel like an old man when I say this, some sort of, you know, I don't know, James Naismith talking about peach baskets, but I felt like North Carolina's defense just doesn't want it. They always look lackadaisical. Lethargic. That's, that's a word that'll make me feel like a, you know, kind of old timer. They, they have for years. They seem like look they just their don't leaders try. Are. They look don't who the leaders of so this team are. Who are the leaders of this team? Well, this is for Guthrie because I feel like he, okay. you know, he might Give agree with me on this. Do you feel that their defense, the, the one thing you would say is in this kind of game at home against a former conference rival against a big time, big spotlight game, do you think that maybe they'll turn it up a little bit? I mean, you know, that kind of thing. Like if you can't get pumped up for this game, when can you get pumped up? How do you think their defense responds to that? Absolutely. I think, I think they will, they will be excited and they will be ready to play, but I don't think they're going to be ready for Trimble. You still see Maryland slicing them up. Absolutely. Absolutely. At least in the backcourt. I, I'm, you know, I, I do, I do like UNC's front court in this game. I, I think they have, they have the the the, the favored matchup there. Here's what sure. I want to ask you. Okay, Paige should be playing in this game. We expect him to play. Oh, in this really? Game. Mm-hmm. Does that matter? Well, I don't want him taking very many Frantically shots. Frantically reevaluating everything like, we've said. I would up to like this point. him to be guarding Trimble, and I think. If he's if he's in shape, I don't know how good of shape he's in. I don't know what's going on behind closed doors. I know he's he has a hand injury, so I'm sure he's still moving a right, lot. Right. I think if he's on Trimble, that changes things a little bit. Presumably, yeah. He's he's he's, he's, he's a good defender. He is a great defender. He's I think he's defender. gonna be their best defender, best perimeter defender this year. Okay. I, I, I so yeah, presumably he's he's in good shape. Um he's still like, you know, doing doing sprints, doing uh workouts, so at least he can like move his feet. Yeah. Uh, with with a hand injury, but I, I I don't know. I I still think I still think the the threat of of the the guards from Maryland are That's fair. are too much. Guthrie is taking Maryland. Are you taking the points or just do you think Maryland wins like on a money so, line? Would you take Maryland on on a money? Uh, line? I don't know if I would take them on the money line. Um, I I would probably take them with the points at the very least, depending on depending on the points. So what what, what do we have them? Seven. UNC minus seven. I would certainly take Maryland plus seven there. I think if you get Maryland, if you get Maryland with five or more points, you should take Maryland. No question. Yeah, I think it's going to be tight. Um, I do think Maryland has found a way to win games, and they've played a few close games this year. Like even so, they played in against that, Illinois State. That worries State. me a little bit. I'm sorry. That worries me. That's what worries me about. Yeah, Maryland. yeah. They, they are they are playing a little lackadaisical, but then they find a way. Like at the end of the second half, to get the ball into the into Mel Trimble's hands to find. Suleiman in the corner for an open three, and you know he he's he's been knocking down shots for them. So 
So we have Guthrie from Maryland yeah. taking the points. Taylor is also taking Maryland with I the points. I take Maryland with I'm the taking points. North Carolina. So if anyone listens to my regular program um, here in Charlottesville, then you know that I'm not a complete hater and that I'm trying to look at this rationally. Only a quasi-hater? A semi-hater? People think I, I really have it out for North Carolina and am completely... I've watched you throw a subjective dart about it at a magazine cutout of Kennedy Meek's face. Okay. Mike, what do you say? true story. This one? I, I'm in total agreement with you, Luke. I think this is a dominant win by UNC. I think I it's agree. the win yeah. that make people say that's the reason they were number one in the country uh, preseason. Uh, there's no way that Maryland can guard UNC across the board. Every single matchup that you look at, UNC is dominant. There will be no shot that is contested by Maryland. UNC, their home court is generally a great place to shoot the basketball. Venue is a very important, it's an important part of this. Absolutely. I'm underlining venue. Absolutely. They are They are going to hit 65% from three. They're going to win by 12 to 13 hold, 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 points. Hold on, hold on. Mike. Done. Calm, calm Done. Down. Put calm it down. on the board. Calm down. Also, Maryland's, I love Kennedy <laughs> North Carolina, first of all, they rely really on their inside game. And I'll take... You know, I really have – I love the UNC guys. I love them inside, but I feel comfortable with any of those guys being guarded by Diamond Stone underneath. Uh, I mean, <laughs> North Carolina – You just wanted to say that name. You've been, <laughs> waiting, <laughs> been waiting 40 <laughs> minutes to say that name. <laughs> waiting 40 minutes for that. We have to uh, move on. Talk about a Haas. <laughs> yeah. Give right. me Diamond Stone underneath We spent a lot of time on that, but it is the best matchup of the challenge, in my opinion. Two for Maryland, two for UNC. We're split on this we're one. Split. So we're split. We are split for the first time. Let's get on to the next matchup. Should we finish up Tuesday? We'll finish up Tuesday. Virginia and Ohio State looked really good on paper maybe a year ago, but it was announced. When was it announced? In April or May? Sometime around then. Now it doesn't look so good on paper. Not looking good for Ohio State. They have struggled, to say the least, out of the gates. They are 2-3. and three. They have lost to some poor teams. Virginia is starting to find themselves. This is where we're going to spend the most time, guys, because it is the team we know the most about. I want to begin with a couple of notes on Ohio State. I was talking to my good friend Chris Wright after the Virginia win on Wednesday over Lehigh, and we were talking about Ohio State, and I said, how much have you have you brushed up on your OSU scout? And he said, yeah, I've, I've, I've watched them. They like to run drag screens in transition. It's like their go-to. They like to get up up and down the floor, and run this drag screen, which is a, a drag screen plus a handoff, which is an action they really like to do. Now, Virginia in Transition D, it hasn't been tested this year. That's one thing I want to mention about this game. And we got into a pattern of saying, well, nobody can get anything on Virginia in Transition because that's a non-negotiable in the Bennett system, which is true. However, I'll remind you of last year, January 31st, where we thought all was well, it was a 19-0 Cavalier team, and Duke just ambushed them and blitzkrieged them and jumped on them and surprised them. And that's that's my X factor this game. Can Ohio State keep it close by just shocking Virginia in transition? Because they weren't ready for it when Duke brought it upon them because they assumed other teams knew that the word was out. You don't get anything on Virginia in transition, so why even try? I think Ohio State tries to push this one, and I think that's their best chance to stay in it. Yeah, I, I mean, they're going to have to get generate some early offense. That being said, I still like Virginia. Um, our, we should say that our initial line is Virginia favored by six over Ohio State. That's too low. The game, That's way too low. Yeah, and the That's game is being played um, at Ohio State. 
Uh, and I, I still think I think Virginia's going to be able to handle those drag screen that you were talking about. They're going to be able to limit their early offense. Uh, Ohio State actually turns the ball over at a at a pretty yeah, high yeah, clip. They do. And even though the pack line isn't known for forcing a lot of turnovers, we have some guys with some active hands. I you know who knows if the starter will be, you know Shyak or Thompson, but there I think that they can force some turnovers. Murray, yeah. get some Shyak is going to start. Yeah. The only question yeah, is 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 it going to be the salt gill combo that we've heard about since Bennett likes pairing salt and gill and Wilkins and Toby? Right. Yeah. Did you hear that that post game interview where he he mentions that he likes he likes pairing? Yeah. 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 Yeah, right. Thought I'd drop it in there. Right, right. Yeah, I thought that was interesting because, like, it was. It and was... it's important. Can I tell you why? Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll yeah. let you finish. Because after that happened, this narrative, a false narrative, developed that, oh, he was giving Mike Toby a kick in the butt. He was trying to wake up Mike Toby, sending him to the bench. That's not true. False narratives are the best false kind narrative. of narratives. Let's Guthrie, just continue put that, that on I'm the sorry, table. No, no, I mean, it was interesting because that was something that I thought was a possibility that, that, he was using it as a way to motivate Mike Toby. And, you know, it appeared to work, but maybe it was more so the fact yeah. that Wilkins... Chemistry. I think right, it's a chemistry Right. Thing. It's it's Wilkins doesn't need to have plays set up for him. He is useful in other ways. And just like Jack Salt is extremely active on the defensive ends, I think that's probably his biggest asset right now. He is... He covers he is, those hedges a little quicker than man, you he might is, see Toby. He is on point with his yeah. defensive rotations, like... For for being a redshirt freshman and like yeah. not playing like this is his okay. what early first, yeah, first not, season he's yeah I I mean he's he's doing great I think on the defensive here's what I'll say about Mike Tibby he came to play against GW in that first half and I want to remind people about that and then he he went to the bench in Charleston and I don't think that was about how he was playing I think that was just a, a chemistry st- uh, a chemistry thing like we just said. I'll tell you what, his one kick in the butt was when he picked up that early foul against Long Beach. That was his one kick in the butt. Because when he picked up that early Long, Long Beach foul, he went straight to the bench. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that was the only wake-up call he got saying, hey, Mike, don't foul. It's not that you're playing horribly. Just don't foul. Don't foul that quick in the game. But, yeah. yeah. What else did we see from this Virginia team recently, guys? Taylor, Mike. Yeah, let me also say that people have been trying to motivate Mike Toby for as long as he's been on the campus here in Charlottesville. Um, it's just one of those guys that people love to say he should play harder. He should play. He should become a different player than what he is. I think we have to accept that he is what he is, um, and that I think that Jack Salt will contribute in a positive way in this game, especially in a game that will be up and down. My my only concern for Virginia is that um, you know individual players from Ohio State can shoot the ball incredibly well. Mark Loving is a sharp shooter. Um, so if if he's able to put up points, I don't think that UVA will be in danger of losing the game. They may be in danger of losing the spread. That would be my only and concern. And traditionally, UVA has been hurt by guys who are those kind of, you know, you know, eagle-eye volume yeah. shooters. They, yeah, I mean, they, you, t- you talk about that Duke game. Well, they didn't. They lost the Duke game in transition, but they. I'm talking about UVA losing the game last, last year, year when they were 19 and 0. They lost it on the three pointers from That's half court. True. I'm just saying <laughs> yeah. they got a little. They got a shocked a little bit. Right. Yes, I, I would. And agree I'm with saying that. a shock value for Ohio State could turn this into a close game. Yes, That's I would just agree where I'm with coming that. From here. I would agree with that. I think that that I don't think that chance is great enough to bet on. I would take UVA. But bottom line, yeah, this is the Virginia team. Is incredibly superior to this Ohio State team. Yes. I think you and the line is right. If, they, if that's a home line, that's a minus twelve. You can call UVA us homers, line. but it's it's the truth. Do we all think UVA covers in this game? Yes. Okay. I don't care if this line was Guthrie? nine. 
Yes. Well, so what are we saying the line is? Six. 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 Oh, that's definitely. too low. I, I think I think that's but, probably too low. Yeah. Do you but, think it'll creep higher as people yes. bet on this game? I think it, it may get to seven yeah. to seven and a half. I think it, they'll make it a three possession game. I don't think it'll get into the eights though, because I think if you it's a home game for Ohio State. That is as a boisterous crowd, they'll show up for the mm-hmm. game. Virginia is also a tricky team to, it's on for Vegas TV. because I'll tell you this because. Of the green team factor, which Bennett likes to get in his walk-ons. He likes to get them in if the game is in hand. That's that's why Virginia is a hard team to handicap. Absolutely. And the public perception that they are a slow team. While that right. has been completely the opposite this year, they've scored almost at will. I mean, I think they're averaging Four games 81, in a row in the 80s. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think they're averaging mm-hmm. 81. You know, so anyways, the public perception is also keeping the that line That doesn't down. count when you're playing Lehigh and George Mason. <laughs> no offense to those. George guys. Washington. And Long Beach. But Long Beach isn't... Long Beach isn't horrible. That's right. Not, not, not <laughs> Dude, I think, I think Lehigh, Lehigh actually showed showed moments. Lehigh, to, Lehigh Tim, might win their league. Tim Kempton is so good. He's a basketball yeah. player. He's a he, college basketball like, player. If nothing else from the Lehigh game, he looked unbelievable. Like he was incredibly quick on the blocks. That guy is a future in Europe. Yeah. That guy's the future of <laughs> Europe. At, I'm at telling you. CJ McCallum yeah. is That's just inspiring. That's high praise. Oh, oh my <laughs> no, that, that is, I'm not being sarcastic. I, I'm, being, I'm being Yeah. I'm being real. No, no. I, I completely believe Tim you. Tim Kimpton, I, the pride I of hope, Scottsdale, Arizona. I hope they win their league and they get a 15 seed again this year. Yeah, I'm going to say the CAA, they just stumbled out the CAA of the is a legit league this year. James Madison University is one. Northeastern is another. Lehigh is a third. I think they're, it's an excellent conference All right, we have finished our... Tuesday games, and we're 50 minutes into this podcast. Good gracious, guys. Um, we need to keep rolling. Wednesday, Louisville, Michigan State. Man, th- these are just such good matchups. I feel like it's, we have to spend time with them. This is a, I mean, it just. Louisville it re- might be good. Yeah, it reinforces for me what Louisville I've always loved about this is that this is a great early season uh, measuring stick. Yeah, it's fantastic. Benchmark. Yeah. I mean, it's. It's two and a half, two, three nights of amazing basketball. Why don't you guys do a, do a three-man run point on Michigan State in Louisville, and I'll listen to you guys. I want to hear what you have to say. So right now, we are expecting the line to be Michigan State uh, as four-point favorites against Louisville. The game is uh, a Michigan State home game. and I think that line might be a little bit low. We, it, it may change. This is our you know our initial our initial estimates. Oh. Um, I... I really like Michigan State in this game. To me, it just seems Louisville is untested. Um, yeah, they, they haven't really played anyone. I can, I can almost see them go either way. I think traditionally, I've always felt that when Louisville is lacking a world beater, as they, as I think they are this year, they don't have you know some guy who's there. There, they don't always have the best player on the floor, which is always nice to have. And I think when they have that situation, they they depend on that press defense that classic Patino defense to really generate a lot of their points and generate a lot of, you know, to change the flow of the game. And if you play against a team that uh, can avoid turnovers in the open court and can really work to negate that advantage, then Louisville will struggle. And I think that um, that's what you're going to see. I think Michigan State um, will be able to do that. They're they're pretty good at avoiding turnovers. I think they'll – Yeah, all right. I think they cover. Guthrie. Go ahead. So give me a, give me a it, nugget. You know, initially I was I was gonna say something similar to you know Michigan State. They're, they're just gonna cruise. Um, they've looked terrific thus far. I wouldn't far. say they'll cruise, but right, right, fair enough. So traditionally, or I guess in in recent years, Michigan State has lost an early game either on the road or a neutral site or even at home. That's what's different about this year. It looks like they care about non conference play again. Right for the first time. 
ever in the Yazoo regime. Yeah. Not regime. Sorry. I used the wrong word. Tenure. There it is. But yeah, continue. So, um, I, I, I am, I, I'm completely, you know, uncertain about this Louisville team and how they'll perform in the ACC, but I actually kind of like them to upset Michigan State here, or wow. at least, at least make it interesting. Going so down you the think stretch. this is, do you think this is going to be an ugly looking basketball game? I think it, it has the potential to be okay. Louisville plays a, an extremely aggressive press style defense. Uh, it 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 could rattle it could rattle Valentine it could it could rattle uh, the other guards from Michigan State. Um, it, it you know stranger things have happened. Um, so you like Louisville? I like Louisville. Take the points, Taylor. I like Michigan State. Michigan State, Mike. Yeah, I mean, I think that Michigan State is one of the best passing teams in all of college basketball. I think that skill is transferable no matter who you're playing. I think it holds extra value against Louisville in particular. I like Michigan State, though I think it's one of those games if you're actually playing the line, it's a four-point line. I think that you're pulling your hair out watching Michigan State shoot free throws. They are always terrible at the line. They've been a little bit better this year. Mm-hmm. They usually average you know, upper 60s each year. It's always a nightmare to watch them play. They'll be up. Um, I like Michigan State to win the game. I would not bet the mortgage on the line. I wouldn't either. I'm taking Michigan State as well, and that makes one, two, three, four, five. I've I've picked five Big Ten teams. Can't do any. I can't do another. I don't think. And you guys have six because you liked Maryland. All right, we're on to the next one. Who's going to win this challenge, guys? It might be an actual question. But um, BC, Penn State. We're not going to say anything. Just tell me who you like. And our fake line is BC favored by four. The game is it in Chestnut Hill? It is. Okay, Taylor. Quickly, we don't have time. Come on, you're already. I'll go with Boston College. Let's go Eagles. Yeah, Boston College. Go Eagles, I BC. love Spotlight. We like BC. We like BC here. On to the next one. Notre Dame, Illinois. I don't want to spend too much time on this either. Games I want to spend most Illinois. of our time. We want to spend most of our time on let's see, Syracuse, Wisconsin, Duke, Indiana, and uh, maybe a little bit on Florida State, Iowa. But Notre Dame, Illinois. So Notre so Dame. So Notre is Dame your... lost to Monmouth. I watched all that game right. on Thanksgiving because it was after all my family duties were over and I retreated back to my my house not my home home and i thought that they were going to be my, my roommates were going to be there but it was just me so i just decided to watch notre day monmouth yeah and i love that I image was, of you eating leftover exactly, turkey alone yeah, in your was, apartment it was, about, <laughs> it was about eight o'clock or seven o'clock and uh, yeah it was it was a dark dark evening on thanksgiving but yeah notre dame pff, red there's some red flags about this team so we you seen- shouldn't lose to monmouth i mean monmouth was shooting free throws well they had guards who could do things they were tricky, but still, I mean, don't lose to Monmouth. Monmouth, Monmouth yes. beat UCLA. UCLA is atrocious this year. I know, I know. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm I've being, never seen I'm a team sarcastic. lack will as much as UCLA lacks will God, currently. Man, that UCLA. Kansas game was sad. But yes, you're right. Maybe Monmouth, Monmouth right? good, if that's your, your theory. But uh, Notre Dame should win that game, and they scheduled a terrible non-conference. So they should be ashamed of themselves. Even if it was on Thanksgiving Day, Demetrius Jackson, great. Yes, he's going to get to the line. He's going to score points. The rest of the team, mm, Zach August. I'm, I'm just saying, guys, he's not going to dominate games. He's not going to. He's not a dominant player. No, I think they're relying on him. He's like a Serge Ibaka yeah, almost. Exactly. He's like a Serge Ibaka. Yeah, really nice player. Everybody loves him, but he. I mean, 
you don't want to build a team around Serge Ibaka. You don't want to do that. That's right. Nobody, and they're they're expecting to be able to have some inside out game with Zach August. They're not going to be able to free up um, their three point shooters in Notre Dame off of what Zach August is producing right now. Mike and I are suspect of, of this Notre Dame team. Do you are you guys in on the Notre Dame hype? Because def- there's a lot of it out there. I'll defend Notre Dame okay. uh, at least for this game. I I mean I think they're yeah and they're I playing Illinois win. yeah Illinois who's not terrible but I think Notre Dame will win I think. Of course, you know. Yes, they lost to Monmouth. Illinois they, is is not is they are terrible. I'm gonna I'm gonna counter that. So Notre Dame this Illinois came team right is back terrible. and beat an Iowa team that is very good. Um, Iowa will finish above Illinois in the Big Ten standings. Absolutely, absolutely. And and, uh, and Notre Dame beat them uh, this Friday. So and, I, I wanna I wanna tell you, Illinois has lost to UNF, whatever that is, North Florida, maybe. NDSU, whenever you're losing to teams that I don't know off the top of my head what it is, so North Dakota State, they lost to UNF. Well, actually, they beat North, North Dakota State, yeah. sorry. But it was close. They lost at Providence, which is one respectable. One-point game. That's respectable. One-point game, too. That's, that's, actually, that's, that's a, a respectable result. Yeah. Lost to Chattanooga and Iowa State, who's good. So, But it was it was not a double-digit loss. However still, much you might not like the Notre Dame hype, their offense is still the fifth most efficient in the nation. That's Ken Palm adjusted stats. And they just have such a I mean, Bonzi Colson, Basturia, Demetrius Jackson, Zach August. I feel comfortable with any of those guys being an option that you can go to on a possession win, the shot clock's running down, and you need a shot. I sure. I think that they they pass. Where's the game, well. Taylor? Where's the game? The game is uh in Illinois. So our fake line is Notre Dame minus two, which probably be probably be minus three or four. I think. I think it'll go up to yeah three or so. I'm taking Notre Dame. Are we in agreement? I'll yeah, take Notre I Dame. I like Notre Dame. I like, their, I like their shooters. I don't care down, if it's two, three, down four, the or potential five. one three one zone from right. uh, from Illinois. Illinois plays a lot of one three one zone. You'll see them switch to some man. Uh, I mm-hmm. think that zone is is easy for Notre Dame to break down. Yes, yeah. I agree, especially with their point guard. So play. Notre Dame will win this one. I'm still suspect about that team moving forward as being one of the consensus top four teams in the ACC. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Next game, guys, because we are almost at the hour mark, and we need to, to hurry up because I want to spend some time on Duke, Indiana, and Syracuse, Wisconsin. Florida State, Iowa. Intriguing matchup. Florida State, our darling sleeper of the ACC, and Iowa, a solid team. I don't want to say anything more or less about that, about Iowa being solid. What do we think? Uh, so we anticipate the line will be Iowa minus six. It's a home game for Iowa. I think that you may see that line creep up. They may be favored by seven or as many as eight points. Um, yeah, Guthrie, how do you see this game breaking down? So unfortunately, I haven't seen Iowa play yet. Um, they have. They, they. I mean, they just beat Wichita State. Granted, I, I'm not Go sure. tell that on the mountain. Yeah, two years ago. Minus I, fan I'm. I'm really. I, I'm not. I'm not. Seeing Wichita State doing doing exceptionally well this uh, this season, but anyway, um, I mean, I still really like this Florida State team. Uh, I think they probably won't hit their peak until maybe at some point during ACC season. But um, I think this Iowa matchup is going to be a great way to see how they've progressed, um, how they've recovered from the loss against Hofstra, which yeah. Uh, Unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, that was but, unfortunate. But you know, they 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 have two wins after that, and um, it's a good it's a good road test road test for them. To me, the main question in this is that Florida State so far has struggled guarding the three point shot. They have really struggled, 
And I want to take Florida State, especially against the spread. I want to take those points. I So you're saying, so where's the game? I worry, it's, it's That's my o. favorite question to you today. That's where's right, the yeah. Game? <laughs> it's in the Carver-Hawkeye Arena in Iowa City. All right. And so you're saying Iowa is favored in this game. That's right. By six. I might be a little high. Might be a little high. I too. think it'll even I think you'll see it even go higher. Really? Yes. Then should we be calling people? Mike? Mike, can we be calling? Yes. Can we call I, some I, of your people in this yeah, one? Yeah, I got the Rolodex if it so goes, you're ready? If it goes <laughs> Iowa minus seven or eight, um, I'm I'm taking Florida State, and I might have to get out of the bank like tonight. Uh, that's understandable. Okay. I, I would agree with that. Right. I mean, to me, it's to me, it's a double digit game for Florida State. They should overwhelm Iowa. Uh, I think they they're a perfect matchup for them. It's uh, a strong call. I'm not ready to say it's. Oh a double yeah, digit yeah. Game. I mean, just you well, can just. You know, Mike it in and your I mind. are about yeah. to. We're going to make a statement here. We're 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 making a statement. You can be wishy washy, Mister Diplomatic, over the there if you want. Yeah. All right. We'll bet a ding on it. And we'll be Mike and I will be betting real money probably on this. So so I you like guys it. can miss out. I like Florida State with the points. I think that it will not be a double digit win for Florida State. Well, well, then why did you put the line at Iowa minus six? Uh, because I think that's what the line will be. <laughs> you really think the line happen. is going to be Iowa minus six? Yes. Okay, fine. I think, and like I said, I think it will even go higher. You think it'll be close at eight? I think it'll close at like seven, maybe okay. seven and a half. Okay, maybe seven that's and a guess. half. You, okay. feel a, you feel a half point maybe in yeah. the wind? Okay. Right. <laughs> We're all taking clear. Florida State on this one. Is that is that a, Unless Guthrie would like to, to go Iowa? I mean, I, I think Iowa... You know, I, I'm just looking at their results. They beat a pretty decent Marquette team by by twenty. What is this? Twenty eight. Twenty eight. You think that's at a, Marquette? Think I think that's a decent Marquette team. They uh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, you guys Ellison. Sure about that? He's great. It's going to be a two point Iowa victory. That's what I'll say. It's a two point Iowa victory. So Iowa wins but doesn't cover that, your that's line. That's right. That's right. I'm in on Florida State, and if there's a money line, I'm on it. I'm with you there. Absolutely. Wins right. but doesn't cover should be my middle name. So we're in agreement. The majority likes Florida State. And Guthrie likes... Oh, I like Florida State. Okay, I like Florida State. So it's consensus. Need to make some notes. To the next matchup, gentlemen. Syracuse, Wisconsin. Go ahead and take point one of you while I tally up some things. So the game's in Syracuse. They are a four-point favorite as we see it. Um... For me... Wait, did you say a four-point favorite? Yes. Like as in the battle for Atlantis? Correct. They I did win make sure the battle numeral for Atlantis. Syracuse it, that did. That was just awful. I mean, really, can you not write it out? I mean, I, I just had to take a moment, but okay, four-point. I'm point. with you. I'm with you on that one, Mike. So bad. I agree. Love their commercials, though. It looks fantastic. It made me want to go. Uh, I, I think that Syracuse, I would take them. I think they're going to run away with this game. Um. I was not as impressed with them in the championship game as the battle numeral four Atlantis as other people might have been. I think that Texas A&M was the better team in that game. They were scoring at will inside. Syracuse was barely holding on by the skin of their teeth. I felt anytime you have to, you know, you can't get anything inside on offense and then you pass the ball around and take a long semi-contested three, Benajay shooting over 50% from three-point range this year from very, very far out. That's not going to continue. I, that's not a sustainable offensive model. Well, the Michael Benajay factor, Michael Benajay transforming has been the biggest monkey wrench in this Syracuse season for me. Because when they, when I saw, you know how every year the college basketball team has a poster? You know how they have the poster? And when I knew like the poster boys were going to be like Cooney and Benajay again, that's when I was like, oh wait, those guys from last year? And I, that's when I was like, oh, 
This could be bad. Cooney, so if... This could be bad, but no, they're actually playing well. Yeah, I'm, that's right. I'm Cooney surprised. is playing well, and I feel like he is the guy for Syracuse fans that they've always said, well, if Cooney just hits threes like he's supposed to, we'll be great, and he's never done that. And this year, he's actually doing that. So, for what it's worth, yes, I I, I think they're... But I think they're thin in the front court, and if they get, in, if they get Roberson and those guys in trouble in the front court, they don't have a lot of you know muscle up front. Leiden is great coming in, but he's he's a three-point shooter masquerading as a center. He's seven feet tall and weighs, I don't know, 125 pounds or something like that. He's you know, he's really a shooter. He's not he's not your true front court. Guthrie guy. likes Syracuse, Mike. How do you feel about this team? <sighs> do we know yet? Are we waiting? Syracuse I'm- Syracuse has played well. I I like them in this particular matchup, though I do not believe they should have won the battle for Atlantis. I'll just have that on record. But I, yes, I okay. like them here. That's fair. I I I can't stand this Wisconsin team. <laughs> I think yeah, I think Wisconsin <laughs> I is, can't stand this Wisconsin. This is gonna be the this year. This is a bubble team. They they, don't, can, they, don't they could finish. be an NIT team. They don't finish in the top four in the Big Ten. And the Big Ten is down this year. This they, could be an NIT team. They and we, so so they they have Kenig, Kenig, or is that, is that how you say his name? Kenig, yes. The, Kenig. the point guard? Kenig. Yeah. Kenig, excuse me. He he is like their best player, I think. He he is like really good on the ball, can sometimes can sometimes make things happen, but he is going to really struggle against the zone. I, I He just like, I, I don't think he can break down the no, zone. There, there's not What's, as much length up front in the zone yeah, as Beheim usually has. Are you worried about that? So well, who's who's going to be there in the high post to receive to receive that pass from Kennedy? Nigel Hayes, Nigel Hayes, arguably the greatest mid mid range shooter in college basketball right now, oh, or at man. least he was I, last year. When it I came am to not buying that. I'm oh not yeah, buying that. soft soft delicate touch. He's he's my Talib Zana of 2016. Feathery hands, <laughs> feathery hands. <laughs> the guy hits a baseline J like Serge Swicker. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad you brought up that name. I was in on the Zwicker thing. Oh, absolutely. I thought that guy was going to be an NBA star when I, I was a kid. My entire when game I was a kid, him, I thought so. he was going to be like a star. I was waiting for him to pop up, and oh, that's but great. he never showed up. Yeah, I'm glad you weren't re- the only one. And then I started to realize as I grew older that sometimes those big goofy white guys don't, the don't, don't, don't always get there in the league. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. Don't always get there. But it's good true. reference there. Reference of the day. Zwicker. <laughs> Zwicker. That was Zwicker reference. All right, do we have anything else to say about this besides from we don't like Wisconsin? I think we've covered it. And is it a consensus Syracuse vote? I say yes. Yes. Yeah, Syracuse. With the yes. cover. Absolutely. Syracuse. I don't care what the line is. Our imaginary line is, let's see, what is it? We have them at four. Syracuse. Four. Four, 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 four. And the game is, Taylor, where's? It's in C- Syracuse. Carrier Dome. That's right. Syracuse, New York. That's going to climb. That's That line's going to be higher, I think. Yeah, they've had a good weekend. That's yeah, and Wisconsin has not had a good early yeah, season. That's so I'm, I'm, I hate to, I'm sorry to be a, a, a nuisance on your lines. It's just, it's just the way I am. You, you made great lines. Thank you. You made great lines. Thank you. Okay. Last game, guys, since we've gone over an not hour. Not offended. By far. Duke and Indiana. All right. This game is in Cameron, not Assembly Hall. Correct. That's right. I just guessed because I knew that Cameron K- Indoor K will do anything to, that's right. <laughs> to never play a true road game, even if that's talking to whoever makes these matchups and saying, we're not playing away. Except they did play at Ohio State that one year, didn't they? That's right. And got waxed. So. Yeah. Or was it? Or was it? Or was that North Carolina? I can't remember. I don't know. Anyway, they're at home. There's Congratulations. No Apparently, Luke Kennard or Kennard is starting to come on. As referenced in the last game where they beat somebody terrible. 
but Utah State. And Shashesky um, right. said that thirty-three point win over. He Utah has State. eight players who are playing, and they should all consider themselves starters, whatever that means. But I've seen red flags about this Duke team, and I still see some red flags, even though they're winning by healthy margins over these bad teams. I'm still not sold. If it's Duke minus ten, we see the line is Duke minus ten, and I, I will, think that's fair. I that's fair. I wanna, as much as I think Duke is great and their offense certainly uh, number one in the nation, adjusted efficiency per Kim Palm. I would take Indiana in the points in this matchup. Um, I would. They too. have a great offense. I think that Duke has not impressed me so far. Um, they're playing at home. That's the right. Only and, and I will tell you that I could tell you a lot of things, a lot of statistics. You know, the turnover percentage for Indiana is concerning. I can tell you so many things. But to me, there's only one thing I need to know about Indiana, and that's head coach Tom Crane has changed his hairstyle, and it is about time. Thank God. It's 2015. He no longer looks like he has an open book flopping on the top of his head. Um, I give him a lot of respect for doing that. He's updated Isn't it. Isn't he married to a Harbaugh? Yeah, that's right. I, I don't right. know. But if oh, I see a Harbaugh yes, drive you John, kind of John Harbaugh's sister. I can see that being if I was a recruit and I had seen him in the past with just the center part two flopping waves like a bird in flight <laughs> on the top of his head, I would have been concerned. I would have thought, this is does, my coach. These are the kind of choices you of that like my a coach high school is teacher or a college yes, professor. Well, he, somebody yes. we, we know. Well, he's changed his hairstyle. Yeah. I think it's he, the haircut. Yeah. I think he knows. He knows where the world is going. He didn't, you know, he didn't oversteer. He didn't go with something like the undercut, something too modern. He just yeah. went with a simple, classic, toned down, regular cut. So I'm glad, I'm glad you so, spent time Indiana explaining with the points. That. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I'm taking Indiana with the points. Wow. Okay. All right. I have a few things Got to say about Indiana. Three you can defend Duke. I, so okay, we're not going to say too much about Duke because you can reference our last podcast if you'd like to, because right. we said a lot on Duke on episode two and three. So we're not going to spend too much more time, about, but I want to hear what Guthrie has to say about Indiana. Right. So uh, <laughs> Indiana, um, they looked they looked decent uh, this past week. Uh, they looked fine against St. John's. St. John's okay. rebuilding rebuilding team. Not much to say about that. The Wake Indiana game was uh, a wake up call for me for Indiana. They have no discipline on offense. Their ball movement is basically. Um, give it to uh, Williamson or what's, what's Troy Williams. Troy, Troy Williams, Williams. Excuse me, Troy Williams or Blackman, and make something happen. Or you know, of course Yogi, Yogi Ferrell. And uh, it's it's a one man one man show. It's it's like essentially a one on one offense. It I I am completely skeptical. Just roll it out and let them play. That's as you think they are. Yes, and Tom Crean has no idea what he's doing. Like I'm going to say that right now. Indiana fans are have you fed seen up with Tom haircut. Green. I like this. Counterpoint, Tom, have you seen Indiana his fans haircut? are fed up with Tom Green. All right. <laughs> I've seen I've so. seen many posts on the the college basketball subreddit from salty Indiana fans who are fed up with Tom Green. They've wanted his head for like at least a season now. And probably longer. Oh, yeah, yeah probably so longer. In this week's version or episode of Are We Sure He Can Coach? Guthrie says, "Tom Crean, are we sure he oh, can coach?" Absolutely not. It was so. I believe it was the Wake game. It, it it came down came down to the wire. Indiana had the ball. They were, I believe, they were down like two or three. Crean calls a timeout, sets something up, 
Something. Then, we don't know so, what it is. Yeah, don't no, know what it was. No, he tell what it is. That's, that's how bad a coach he is. He you have no idea know. what he said. He doesn't even know what it was. <laughs> then he calls their last timeout before a play has even transpired. That is Tom Crean basketball. Do you realize how coaching can be such a roulette wheel? Like he catches lightning in a bottle with Dwayne Wade, and that gets him a huge Indiana contract. It's amazing how that happens. So in this week's version of Are We Sure He Can Coach, Guthrie provides a fantastic candidate. My candidate today and every week has been Mark Turgeon, but we know that, and that's not even going out on a limb. Are we sure he can coach? I think we know the answer to that one. But yeah, Indiana, consensus. We like the points and Indiana. I I, I mean... No, but you like Duke. Duke. I have to take Duke. I have to take Duke. But Mike likes Indiana. I'm I'm with Guthrie. I'm with Guthrie on this. Can't can't take Indiana. They're broken. You got to go with Duke at home. Who, so who who's who's going to rebound for Indiana? They have Thomas Bryant, who's a uh, McDonald's All-American freshman. That's right. He has played great, but he is not ready for the Cameron Crazies. Well, I mean, if 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 Brandon Ingram's in the game playing at the four, yeah. then they'll be okay. Yeah. Right. So, okay. Yeah. But or, so or if Chase Jeter gets in, if he's right. involved, then they'll be okay rebounding. Marshall Plumlee, though. Yeah. Well, he's gonna. I, yeah, I hate Plumlee's to say this. Plumlee would out rebound him. That's right. Jefferson's the best that's rebounder bad. on that team. Yeah, but um, if those guys get in foul trouble, that's a thing. We're split on this one. So overall, recapping, guys, since we've reached an hour and twelve minutes, which is ultra long, we're sorry. We're gonna have to tie a bow on this fairly soon. We no like, apologies. Wake is a consensus pick to beat the spread or our imaginary spread. We like Minnesota on consensus. Michigan. A majority, three of us like Michigan. Somebody went the other way on that one. Right. That would be so, me. You like NC State there? Oh, yes, correct. Consensus on Northwestern. <laughs> We're consensus on Northwestern defeating, let's see, Virginia Tech. Is that right? That's right. We are consensus on Miami winning as well. Miami is playing Nebraska. We are split with North Carolina and Maryland. I like North Carolina. So does Taylor. Guthrie and Mike like Maryland, correct? Correct. Mm -hmm. We're consensus Virginia covers. We are are majority on Michigan State winning over Louisville. Guthrie likes Louisville to cover there. We like Michigan State to cover, the three of us. We are consensus on BC covering their marquee matchup with Penn State, which will be in primetime, by the way, folks, Um, ESPN, and uh, it'll be a packed ESPN Deportes, I think. Florida State, we're consensus that they win. Also, we're consensus on Syracuse winning. And we're split on Duke and Indiana. Right. So that's how we stand. Yeah. Now, the challenge in general, this is all on the spread. I still think the ACC wins the challenge because I think Wake, Miami, North Carolina, Virginia, BC, FSU, Syracuse, and Duke win. I still think Duke wins. I just don't think they cover. I like the ACC to take back the challenge for the first time in forever. But... Maybe you guys see it otherwise. No, absolutely. Abs- this is this is the year that we take it back. Uh, when was the last time we won? It was it was. Did we talk about this at the beginning? It was like I think I think they get to eight. I don't think they go higher than eight though. Yeah, it's it's been a while since the ACC has flat out won. We tied it the year before last. Um, I mean, you have to get track back all the way to what? Like oh seven. Yeah, it's been a while. No, uh, maybe maybe not that long. Maybe like oh nine or or ten. But it's. It's been a while since yeah. since ACC has won. 2008. Think, okay. There you was go. the last time what, the ACC the won. I think the uh, ACC will win it. It's a testament to the tournament that it's not going to be easy. Um, yeah, because yeah, we're dealing with teams like Virginia Tech. They're they're involved this year. 
So, unfortunately. Before we finish up, uh, I want to do our favorite segment, the Walton Watch, which we've had a robust response. People love it. Um, we'll say this past week, uh, our favorite broadcaster was at the Maui Gym Maui Invitational. Oh, that's so perfect for him. That's oh, right. Man. He looks fantastic in a Hawaiian shirt with a lei around his neck. He looks fresh to death. And they can fill airtime with with shots of of Bill Walton, like you know, in a lei. You know, just just doing doing you know, dancing to some some sweet Hawaiian music. I like to think that he wears a, a flower lei every day. That he wears that just he wakes up. He has a fresh one set by his sink in the morning. That was almost the start of a beautiful poem, actually. Yeah. Guthrie, give us some of your favorite moments from then. the Walton Watch. <laughs> Do we? Okay, okay, so I, the some Wake Indiana moments. game, so, some great moments. Um, my favorite was, he was talking about, uh, I think it was James Blackman. He started the game left-handed, and he ended the game that way, too. Love it. Love Let it. that okay. sink in. Okay. Walton. The, Walton. So <laughs> next, the next game that I watched in the Maui Invitational was um, it was the other Indiana game, Indiana St. John's. He talked a lot about Chris Mullins. That's great. But he talked about Thomas Bryant a little bit and his uh, the play-by-play guy was talking about how Thomas Bryant wasn't a gym rat. He was a gym lion. And then Bill Walton did the thing where he drops a Grateful Dead lyric. He talked about how... You're a fan. Let's mention Oh that. my gosh. Absolutely. And then he talks about how Thomas Bryant, Thomas Bryant was, he was born in the desert, raised in a lion's den, which I thought was great. I thought, uh, you know. Oh, See, when I was watching Jerry that, Garcia mentions this year. When I was watching that, I didn't think that was a lyric. I just thought it was a fact. From Walton? Like okay. a science fact. <laughs> yeah. I just thought he was from Arizona. Yeah, yeah maybe. Raised, you know, in lion's maybe, den, Nebraska. Maybe. That's so I, I, the thing I like about Bill Walton is he doesn't like overtly, you know, he he just drops subtle like you know lines from Grateful Dead songs. Anyway, but the thing watch. we really love about him is his love for the game. We should say all the things he, oh, we yeah. love that he loves the game, the same game that we love. College basketball is the best. It's great. All right, logistics as we close. Where can people reach us, Taylor? You can reach us over email at accbballdegens at gmail That's accbball. D-E-G-E-N-S at gmail.com. Uh, you can tweet at us on Twitter um, at ACCBballDGens, same spelling. You yeah. can find our Facebook Stop by page. Say hi. Yeah. You can find our Facebook page, ACC Basketball Degenerates. Um, or you can just whisper into the ear of a friend, listen to the ACC Basketball Degenerates podcast, make sure to tell them to review us on the iTunes store, uh, rate us, and Send us your thoughts. Yes, and thank you everyone who has subscribed and downloaded. We'll continue to put this out on a weekly basis. Sunday has been our our day to do it. So with that said, for Taylor Pilkington, Guthrie Alexander, and Mike Jaffe, I'm Luke Nier signing off from Episode 4. We'll see you next week, folks.